time to play with pain, where sports and inaccuracy collide. Now, here's your host, veteran sportscaster, and the voice of the International Speed Fishing Championships, Jet Waterhouse. Oh, brother. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, one of the best comedians ever. Vegas is his home, but his true home is the road, which is currently closed for fumigation. Brian Regan's here. We're going to be talking to Brian in just a second. First, let me thank my new podcast hosts, StarburnsAudio.com. Check out so many great shows on the network. We got Cliff Dorfman. We got Joe Coy. Paula Poundstone with Adam Felber. You name it, we got it. And today we got everything. We got an advice corner. We got a fiery four and a pop quiz coming up. It's a great show. And hey, uh, for those of you who wonder why I've been talking a little softer the last couple of weeks, it's because we're in the middle of the pandemic. I don't want to stir up any germs, number one. Number two, I got to back off the mic a little because we're doing this electronically, uh, digitally, uh, through the airwaves. And, uh, and, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I talk loudly and I don't want to disturb that too much. So I'm trying to take it back and out. And as always, before we get to my guest, Brian Regan, time for the Waterhouse update brought to you by the Thunderburps, the Air Force belching team. I never thought I'd lead with this, but here we go. NASCAR, Darlington 400, bleachers zero. Starved sports bettors looking at this like the Donner Party eyeing a skunk. No practice laps, limited pit crew contact. Sounds like me at a singles bar. Sign outside the track, exhaust is my vaccine. Winner, Kevin Harvick, his 50th. Loser, the cheesy tater tot tent. They had nobody there. That wrap-up sponsored by Needle and Thread, the Amish bedazzler. UFC held another card in Jacksonville with no fans but over $19 trillion in bets. Dana White announced UFC 251 will be fought on Elon Musk's rocket ship. White and Joe Rogan now routinely mistaken for Armenian mafia dons. Golf PGA resumed events with no crowds. Yes, that's what golf needs. More quiet. The one sport where you could comfortably stand six feet apart and they padlock the joint. That item sponsored by McLumpy's, the thickest Irish oatmeal. South Korea's pastime, baseball. The Doosan Bears beat the Kia Tigers six to four. Him Kyung Min went four for four like a Hyundai dealer pushing his last Elantra. He just keeps coming at you. And finally, this week in sports history, the year 1986, the place Virginia Beach, Virginia, David Goach sets a Guinness World Record by swimming 55,682 miles in a 25-yard pool, said Goach. I'm a little turned around. Goach never ventured past his driveway again. This Waterhouse Update brought to you by Murder Hornets. Have the best death story in heaven with murder hornets. Now, finally, it's talk time. My guest today, one of the great comedian specials. He's got them everywhere, even on C-SPAN. I think he's loaded. Please welcome Brian Regan. Brian, how are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? 
I am fine. Of course, uh, Chet Waterhouse not feeling any uh, any effects yet because I'm quarantined. I was I was calling the weak-handed axe throwing championships in uh, Stark, Nevada, right. and uh, and I got quarantined at the uh, Budgetel. So it's nice here. I like it here. Well, uh, did the competition go on? The, uh, uh, the you know, uh, we waited for a drone uh, uh, crew to show up with a camera. And then, yes, it went on. A bit of a bloody mess, but entertaining as always. Because, you know, they tie your strong hand behind your back, and then you just have to fling it with your weekend. Well, wow. actually, probably lucky there was a pandemic because the crowd had thinned out considerably at the concessions tent which is oddly enough right behind the target area. It's, it's weirdly set up. You know, I tried to join one of those competitions one time, and um, I was going to just lie about what my strong hand was, you know? Uh, they, you know, they have a test for that. They make you, they make you throw a ball. <laughs> it's not a sophisticated test, but it works. <laughs> yeah. That's so now good. you're in quarantine. Weed out the liars. Yeah, exactly. And that's the easiest way is, uh, you know, here's a musk melon. Give that a heave. You can tell pretty quickly if they're <laughs> lying or not. Right. Um, and then the other way is you get, they have to fill out the entry form. And, uh, you know, if they're, if they're not really right-handed, uh, that shows up pretty quickly. You can tell right there. Yeah. What's that? What, that's a G and a Q and an X. That's your name. That doesn't work, you know. <laughs> So now uh, you're in lockdown. Yes. Quarantine. Uh, uh, how's it been for you? How's quarantine been? Let's do a little quarantine talk first. Uh, uh, not bad. You know, I mean, uh, what are we, two and a half months? I don't know how far we're into this thing, but uh, uh, doing okay. I, I live in Las Vegas, which is, uh, talk about a non-essential city. <laughs> I don't think I don't think anything that happens here has to happen to anybody. So uh, everybody's just shut down doing nothing. So tumbleweed just blowing down the Las Vegas Strip. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's kind of sad. Yeah, you know the I I noticed this just yesterday. We had a flyover uh, from the Blue Angels, and uh, it dawned on me, you know that we're trapped inside and uh, going a little cat, get a little cabin fever and we're wearing masks. And then the blue angels fly overhead going 1700 miles an hour to make us feel good. And uh, it didn't make me feel good. <laughs> I thought, well, those guys are free. <laughs> well, let's go back to our prison cells. <laughs> that was fun for 12 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Right. So no gamblers in Vegas, no, no sports, no sports books. Do you venture out? How weird is that to be in Vegas with none of that happening? Yeah, we uh, actually drove down Las Vegas Boulevard um, during the day a few weeks back. And it's quite odd. I mean, big giant buildings that are usually filled with people and, uh, the sidewalks are empty. It's uh, quite strange. I mean, I know that that's the case in every city, but for some reason in Las Vegas, it seems even weirder. Yeah, I, yeah, it definitely, it definitely would. No, uh, it clears out the degenerates pretty quickly, though. That might be a good thing. 
<laughs> yeah. So, uh, so it's kind of, uh, you know, but I'm hanging in there and everything is a okay. Now your home state, uh, has had a kind of an up and down, uh, uh, a couple of months here, uh, that Florida, you're from Florida, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and you played sports and then, uh, you also in an odd sort of way, you learned, uh, <clears throat> You learn mixed martial arts simply by having six or seven, nine brothers, whatever you have. That's right. <laughs> My brother Dennis has a great joke. He said that um, uh, he was the third and I was the fourth boy in our family. And my brother Dennis has this joke. He said, what, what's good about having older brothers is, uh, you know, they can teach you things. Like, for example, one time I didn't know what the word excruciating meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that'll do it i imagine <laughs> and that was sort of right in the middle three and four what'd you have six total of six brothers and two sisters something like that six boys two girls for a total of uh hang on i got my calculator right here um six yeah there's one on your phone if you need it six plus two hang on one second two six Eight, eight total, eight total kids. You know, oddly enough, the Hanshin Giants beat the uh, Tokyo Madagascars six to two last night. Wow. Yeah, I'm watching baseball wherever I can get my hands on it. I think it was an homage to the Regan family. <laughs> they, they must have been channeling it. <laughs> so, so, yeah, right in the middle, you gotta, you have to turn to your older brothers and defend yourself and then yes. turn to your younger brothers and be able to inflict pain Yes. Uh, just to maintain your uh, your place in the pecking order, and sometimes that ha happens. That's got to be tough, you know. What's the hardest? Oh, sorry. <laughs> you literally had to within a second, right? Swing from getting hit to hitting. Yes, it's uh, it's a lot of coordination, but uh, it's worth it. It's worth it to, uh, you know. Make sure that the pain keeps moving in, in the downward direction. Yeah, right. It's it's sort of like a UFC fight, but with six guys in the ring. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's right. Kind of what, what's the hardest you got hit as a kid? Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's a great question. Um, well, uh, I don't know. I mean, I got hit in... In, in sports football but uh i don't remember like uh well we used to punch each other in the arm i don't know why the older brothers and w would think that we were allowed to be disciplinarians but if a younger sibling did something wrong we would give them a choice we would <laughs> we would say we were going to punch them in the arm and it would be either one hard punch two medium punches <laughs> Or three soft punches. This is like a cooking show. Yeah. So the victim or the recipient of the uh, the punishment would have the choice, you know, because you know, it was very it, rather than just you know deciding what the punishment is. It's nice to allow the the person who did it, you know, to be involved in their own in their own choices. And um, everyone learned pretty quickly that three soft pretty much equaled three hard. <laughs> so you learned early the term bluffing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's an important thing to to uh, to get into your bones. So you played some sports. Do you remember uh, your worst coach ever? You played some football. You actually went to small college, played football, and you played through high school. You played a number of sports. Who who does anybody stick out in your brain uh, as your as your worst coach? Well, I don't want to say any names, but I remember a football coach showing me and another wide receiver how to get into the three-point stance. And um, he had his feet in the wrong position. He had the wrong wrong foot forward. (laughs) And me and the other receiver just looked at each other like, this guy's out of his mind. And we just said, uh, yeah, okay, good. We'll, we'll do it like that from now on. And then never, ever did what he said. <laughs> I mean, when there's only three points on the ground, how can you get two of them wrong? Yeah. And you've only got four limbs. The math is actually pretty simple. It's very simple math. And to get 67% of the three point stance wrong, <laughs> bad coaching. That is bad coaching. That anecdote brought to you by Chunky's Wide and High Clothing Stores. If a doorway blocks you both ways, come to Chunky's. Incidentally, for uh, uh, my fans out there, we're talking to Brian Regan, who is sporting a uh, quarantine beard mm-hmm. uh, that looks really good. It's thick and, and bushy and manly. Yeah, you look like you own a gun shop. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good beard <laughs> thank you thank you well let me let me get into character here uh you know we have to do a background check right i think it's over <laughs> i think you just did it <laughs> that's the same test they give the people at the weak-handed axe throwing championship <laughs> you can throw a ball and sign your name you're in uh, all right now you have you've gone fishing i think in fact i think you've done it uh, fairly often and, and, uh, uh, a lot of family outings and friend outings and stuff. Um, wh- what's the weirdest thing ever happened to you in the, in the, in fishing? Well, when we were little kids, um, I had never fished and, um, we had a friend who invited me and a couple of buddies to go fishing. He liked to fish. And, uh, I think it was the first time we ever gambled. He said, Hey, just to make it fun. <laughs> Why don't we bet on who catches the most fish, who catches the longest <laughs> fish? We had all these different bets. And, of course, he won all of them. Sure. And, uh, it was quite a lesson in life, you know? <laughs> How bad is an activity that the first time you do it, the other guy says, hey, you know what would make this interesting <laughs> is gambling. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> That's how boring. Otherwise, we're just going to be sitting here with sticks in our hands. (laughs) All right, golf. I know you're a bit of an avid golfer. You get out and try to swing the sticks. I like to play golf every now and then. Um, Too too often. Too often, even in a single round. You know, I... uh, so you're literally playing two rounds at the same time. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting, you know, everybody's jealous of me during a golf match. They're going, why does he get to swing so often? <laughs> They're like, we, we, you know, other guys are like, we only get to swing the club like 80 times. This guy gets to swing the club like 120 times. He's paying sure. the same price. And then at the turn, you uh, 
you just just gingerly lean over and go, Hey, you know what? It'd make this back nine. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, one time when we were kids, a friend of mine, um, uh, let go of the golf club by accident. And it went into a pond, you know, between him and the green classic. Yeah. And so we were heading back into the, uh, clubhouse after the round and he was like boy i would give anything to happen upon a frog man <laughs> i don't know why we thought that was the correct term for uh, scuba divers he said i would give anything to happen, to happen upon a frog man and uh as we pull into the clubhouse just a, just a frog man doing it a... <laughs> yeah so there was a frog man just standing there smoking a cigarette. He had his whole frog man outfit on. And I guess they hire these guys occasionally to get the golf balls out of the pond. And so we threw the guy 20 bucks and he used his frog man skills and got my buddy's golf club back. Wow. Yeah. That is an example of instant karma. Absolutely. That's impressive. And it's brought to you, Brian, by three guys from Italy restaurant. Why do you got to know their names? What's it to you anyways? You like the food? Shut up and eat. Yeah, I like it. I'm on board with that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Uh, you, have you played a baseball or softball? I think you played a little ball in your day, a little baseball. Yeah, I played Little League baseball, and I played. Uh, I probably played some softball with some friends and that sort of thing. And we played kickball. Oh, um, yeah, that's uh, that can be a uniquely dangerous. Yeah, I I, I, lo- I love the, the rule where you know to get someone out, you hurl a ball at their head <laughs> as hard as you can, and if you're successful, that's an out. You know, he's hey, you're out. <laughs> you're out cold. You're out cold. <laughs> talk, boy, talk about. Uh, Betting the first time you play a sport, kickball would be. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Just knock him out and steal all his money. And have you been hiking or biking? As a kid, you used to bicycle a lot. And I imagine with your brothers uh, floating around, uh, what was it like? Uh, did you have a special bike or a bike seat? Or did you borrow your brothers? But there's a lot of uh, bike action with brothers that uh, can get pretty dicey at times. Well, there's a lot of towing, you know. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to tow the kid on the skateboard and whatnot. Well, we didn't even do we We called it a tow when you just sat on the handlebars, you know. Um, I don't know why we didn't have enough grasp of the human language to know that towing <laughs> came from behind. But uh you know, one 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 person would have a bike, the other one wouldn't, and so you'd say, "Hey, give me a tow." So, so you know, the guy would stop, and you just hop on the handlebars and try to not get your toes in the spokes of the wheel while it was moving forward. Oh, brother, you, you could get towed around, and uh, so that was uh, a brotherly love thing: towing your brother on a bike. What's the craziest thing you did? Did you ever like hang off of the back of trucks? Wasn't that a deal for a while on a bike or a skateboard or something where you would try? <laughs> we never did that. But never one, did. one thing I did, I remember riding my bike 
and um, you know how normal bike riders, they have their right hand on the right handlebar and the left hand on the left handlebar. Yeah, that's pretty normal. That's pretty <laughs> normal. So I was doing that in the normal way. And then my brain, you know, my brain questions everything. And I'm like, I don't understand why this is the way people have to ride bikes. This is what I was thinking while I was a little kid. And I'm like, why can't my right hand be on the left handlebar and my left hand be on the right handlebar? Right? Good question to ask yourself while you're riding a bike. So I switched hands, right? So you decided to try it I decided right away. I decided to try it right away. You know, the thought came into my head and I'm going for it. So I switched hands. I was riding in this neighborhood and there were these people on a on their uh, uh, porch watching me do this experiment. And then I started to veer to the left, right? So instinctively, I pulled my right hand. Yeah. My right hand, but now it's on the left handlebar. So it just smashed my face into the asphalt. See, <laughs> just, and what do you call that in Florida? Would that be an ass plant when your face goes in? <laughs> yeah, <it's an> ass. <laughs> it seems reversed. <laughs> <laughs> it was an ass plant for asphalt. And, uh, and the people on the porch were torn between laughing maniacally <laughs> and helping me. They didn't, they didn't know what to do. Well, that's the kind of insight, though, that you gave yourself at a very young age, which then allowed you to recognize stupidity in your football coach. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You looked that's at great. that three point stance and went, well, that's all wrong. <laughs> I've tried that. It doesn't work. Yeah, my brain started that, coming up with a ledger of smart things and dumb things. That's right. That tip brought to you by the Hot Dog Ingredients Defense Council. You're cooking them at 500 degrees. What do you care what's in them? Uh, now, uh, you gamble a little bit. Before we get into some sports questions and some tips, uh, the last uh, sports arena we'll dive into is a gambler you play some poker you play some video poker i think and now what's the weirdest thing you ever experienced in a casino either with you or something maybe you just saw or 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 did you have like a gambling experience where you won a ton of dough or lost a ton of dough or i try to stay pretty reasonable i was i saw i was in a casino one time and saw uh an elderly couple walking the woman fell the woman fell and she started to get up and her husband said, stay down. We're getting something out of this. <laughs> wow. That's, that's yeah. Vegas right there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> hey, you know, don't, don't let an opportunity go by. You know what I mean? No. You just got dealt two aces in blackjack. Split them. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> We're right. going all in on this, honey. <laughs> I'm pushing it all in. Yeah, stay down. <laughs> I got a bona fide big time comedian with me. Time for advice corner, actual takeaway from the great Brian Regan. And this is a special tour bus edition. Now, Brian has a tour bus, so I'm going to ask some tour bus questions. Give me the, the, the cleanest answers you can. A lot of people thinking maybe I'll get big enough they'll have a tour bus someday. A lot of people listening have a tour bus. 
don't really know how to handle it. Uh, so here's your tour bus questions. Hmm. Tour bus bathroom tip. Hmm. Uh, keep in mind that there are people who are not in the bathroom. <laughs> Me- <laughs> <laughs> Meaning uh, there, there could be an audio uh, well, element to yeah. what you're When you're doing. in there, there are people who are not in there who know that you're in there. <laughs> well put. Tour bus food tip. What, what's, what's a good tip? What's something you should always have around on a tour bus? Uh, the ability to make pheasant under glass. Really? You keep those ingredients handy. Well, you got the glass. That's yeah, and I have like a a, a cupboard filled with pheasants. And I'll, uh I'm a little surprised that that doesn't uh need refrigeration. Well, I didn't know everything about it. You know, I had just <laughs> new I'm new I'm new to that entree and uh I'm learning. You know, it goes on my dumb smart ledger. <laughs> All right, tour bus sleeping tip. You are uh, uh, famous uh, for uh, your ability to sleep at uh, virtually the drop of a pin. Yes. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually proud uh, thus far you haven't uh, drifted off. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably doing a pretty good job. Um, have your feet facing the driver and not the other way. That's a safety tip. If anybody uh, ever gets a tour bus, you want a crumple zone. You want your legs to crumple <laughs> sure. before your head. <laughs> sure. And I think I think I know the anecdote that helped teach you that. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was the crisscross bike steering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, so- and last but not least, <laughs> tour bus drinking tip. Uh well, I mean, you have your you're not supposed to drink the water that comes through the pipes on a tour bus. I've heard that, but uh, that's not something that I concern myself with because usually I'm uh, always drinking a bottle of whiskey. You're just pounding whiskey and eating pheasant. That advice corner brought to you by Roberta Flack Jacket. You're not killing me softly or loudly in my Roberta Flack Jacket. Now, Brian. It's time for the Fiery Four. Oh, this is exciting. The Fiery Four. Brian, these are sports takes. Hotter than fresh asphalt at downtown Summerlin. <laughs> Fire number one. These are sports questions. Just give me, your, uh, give me your opinion. With no one in the stands, what should baseball do when it starts to play with all the foul balls and the home run balls that go into the stands. What should they do with those things? That is cool. Maybe where the seats are, they should just put like a, a big facade over everything and let the balls roll right back down onto the, uh, onto the field. Onto the field. And maybe if you catch it, it's only a double. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. You can run over and right when the thing comes off the, the facade yeah. and down towards you, it's a double. Fire number two with, with, uh, should the PGA, oh, there's another uh, sport that's just opening up mm-hmm. the PGA. Uh, 
why can't they allow some fans in? What about 50 people? They got to let the guy who shouts Baba Booey, they got to let him in for Pete's sake. A couple of Scottish tourists, something. What? Why do you think they're not letting anybody in? Because they, they've learned from experience that even if you let only one fan in to the entire golf course, he will yell, go in the hole. <laughs> and somehow, despite everything being closed, he will get drunk. Yes, that's right. That's uh, right. Fire number three. Should the NHL and your beloved Las Vegas Knights proceed with the NHL season, but just have zero physical contact on the ice? Could they do that? Like penalties maybe would be like two minutes for smirking. You know, you couldn't actually lay hand. Would that be viable hockey? Uh, well, I think why not take it a step further? And you know, those arcade hockey games. Yeah. They should, they should just make the playoffs be one guy from one team. Don't even let it be the players, just the coach from one team play the coach from the other team on one of those uh, arcade hockey flippy flippy lever games. Uh, <laughs> let's see let's see what those French coaches can do with that. Yeah, absolutely. They got I just realized how, how little I've been talking when I I can't even explain the game and I call it a flippy lever game. <laughs> flippy flippy lever in and out uppy downy. <laughs> I haven't been talking a lot over the last two and a, Three and a half months. months. <laughs> it's very hard to grasp words that convey thoughts. And finally, fire number four, without crowds, will we realize how dumb football is or how beautiful football is? I mean, if you're watching a game and there is zero response, and but you're home watching, how do you think you're going to feel? Uh, that's going to be interesting. I don't know the exact amount of time, but they have figured out how much actual action time there is during an NFL game. And it's very, very small in comparison to the, you know, 60 minutes that's right. on the clock. So uh, I don't know what they're going to do because there's really only about, I don't know, five minutes of action, something like that. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out on television. Yeah, uh, maybe they could run some other activity uh, on uh, uh, the lower part of the screen to replace all the hype and jargon of the uh, sports announcers and stuff like that. I'm thinking of like a sunbathing tournament. Well, circuses were smart. You know, years ago, they realized none of these things are interesting enough by themselves. <laughs> Let's have three rings. <laughs> <laughs> that might make a comeback. <laughs> yeah, so have three ring football or something, you know? That's impressive. That fiery four brought to you by Primates, the dating app for apes. Now, <laughs> <laughs> I understand you might have a pop quiz for me, uh, folks. Uh, my fans love the pop quiz, uh, even though I'm horrible at it. I'm currently 11, 97, and 3. I don't know how you get a tie with three questions, but somehow I've been able to do it. Uh, and uh, we have a little quiz for this uh, and uh, and a little, uh, we have a theme song for this. Listen up for this. Here, here it is. 
pop-pop-pop-pop-pop-pop quiz. Not bad, huh? Oh, <laughs> wow. That was a live version, too. I don't even feel like asking questions. I feel like dancing. <laughs> All right, here's the pop quiz. I got I got a hunch I might, I, might, I might handle this one. But let's see. This is the great Brian Regan giving Chet Waterhouse pop quiz. Let's go. What college football team in the late 1970s was voted by Sports Illustrated magazine to have the stupidest college nickname? Wow, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this is a toss-up between Centenary, which is the gentleman, and uh, uh, I'm going to take a guess because I happen to know I do a lot of research for these, you know, that you went to school at Heidelberg uh, College, which I believe is in Ohio. And I'm not sure many of the professors at Heidelberg even know exactly where it is in Ohio. Uh, uh, But their name is the Student Princes, if I'm not mistaken. (laughs) And I'm going to go with Student Princes. Student Princes is correct. Wow. Wow, I'm 1-0. 1-0. Um, next question. You went there on a bike riding scholarship. <laughs> I was on a bike and a fishing, a fishing scholarship too. And a fishing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number two for you, Chet. Um, Brian Reagan, Reagan, it's either Reagan or Regan played Little League Baseball for VFW post what? Oh, brother. Regan, Little League Baseball. Uh, I know how he got to the games. He drove that bike in that cockamamie fashion. (laughs) I'm going to go with uh, VFW post 182. It was actually VFW post 67 million 200 and 14,512. That's one of the bigger uh, building fronts for the, the VFW big, I've ever seen to get all those big, numbers on there. Big post. No, VFW post 1608. How nuts. Wow. Made it hard on our cheerleaders. <laughs> what rhymes with VFW post 1608? <laughs> I'm impressed there's a VFW post with cheerleaders. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm one and one. This is the rubber question. Let's see if I can't get it. Win this, baby. All right. The Miami Dolphins used to have a theme song or cheer song, whatever you want to call it. And part of the lyrics were this, but you're going to fill in the blank. Okay. Uh, hang on. Let me, I should have it. Oh, here. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air. We're on the ground. We're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking blank. Orange Bowl? No. No. It's not Orange Bowl. Ah, nuts. What was it? 
And when you say my, remember control, you're trying to rhyme control. Well, I think bowl rhymes control. Yeah, you got that part right. You're talking Super Bowl. Oh, Super Bowl. Yeah, nuts. We were that thinking. We were thinking big. We already played in the Orange Bowl. And the guys, the guy writing the song just went, "Ah, oh, let's shoot big." Yeah, Super Bowl. I like it. Confidence. That's uh, that my Miami reeks of confidence. Unlike me, who is now uh, eleven ninety-seven and three. I lost that one. That's a tough one. Uh, that pop quiz brought to you by the. Oh, this uh, you'll like this, Brian. That pop quiz brought to you by the Fjord Focus, the world's first deep sea automobile. That's pretty good. <laughs> My guest today, the one and only Brian Regan. Follow Brian on Twitter at Brian Regan Comic. Go to BrianRegan.com for all rescheduled tour dates, and you can find out where all his specials are airing, or you can stream them or buy them. Uh, and uh, and uh, knock on wood, this thing will be over soon, and all of us will be able to go out and enjoy Brian Regan's comedy in person live soon. Brian, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you, Chet. Follow me on Twitter at Chet Waterhouse and follow my comedian buddy at Real Jeff Cesario. Album's out in a couple of weeks. What was I thinking? That's Jeff's deal. Thanks to all of you for listening. Support all the shows on my new podcast network, Starburns.com. If you want more of me this weekend, I'll be in Death Valley for the Lowbrow Network doing play-by-play on You Against the Ants. No poisons, no aerosols, no help of any kind. Just your body and 100,000 red ants. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain.